Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome into Sabres Live, or is it? We often ask that question here on a Monday, and it is great to have you along with Sabres Prospects, Chris Baker. That means a draft is coming from Nashville this week. Bakes, how are you? Doing well. It's uh, This is the end of a long journey, as we say seemingly every year when we get to June. You're going to get a good player. It's just a matter of figuring out how that draft board's going to shake up before they go up to that podium. Mm-hmm. Is it like, and I like to think that there's one domino that could cause everything to go right or to go left. Like, is the domino at the top of the draft? Is it later in the first round? How do you see this playing out? I think as it relates to the Sabres at 13, I you know, coming into this exercise and, and trying to mock some scenarios, I think there's two or three players that not everyone is thinking could go earlier that could, and that could cause a player to fall to them that maybe a lot of us aren't thinking about. So that domino is probably in like that eight, nine, 10 range. If that domino okay. does fall. Marty, what's the greatest gift you've ever given me? Uh, the gift of uh, maybe when I decide to take a day off and then you have the full show to yourself, probably Aww, the best gift. <laughs> no. Remember when you gave me the scarf years yes, ago? Yes. So what do you do cold. when you have a draft coming? You put on a scarf, right? Well, how about this? This is my Father's Day gift this year from the girls. Nice. He made it. You know, when you send your kid off to college, you don't necessarily know what they're going to get into. Didn't expect this hobby. And let me tell you, this is one of the greatest gifts of all. And I just think it's funny because we talked about Vegas winning the cup and the scarves being present as part of their on-ice celebration. Bakes, you as, you know, the fashion guy among oh, yeah. all prospect talkers, you, you got to love this look, right? I'm down with the scarf. I'm down with the scarf. I was going to say, I thought maybe your daughter swiped it off of Mark Stone or something. But <laughs> I'm glad you brought up Vegas. That was the first thing I thought of. But now scarves are... Uh... They're where it's at these Dufford, days. Dufford, just so you know, we're yeah. going to be in Nashville Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like up to 98 on Thursday or Friday or whatnot. And you're not going to need a scarf unless unless you're cold because of the air conditioning that's blasting inside of all these buildings. And I've seen you uh-huh. like putting an extra layer just because of that. I will not be packing my puffy vest which has been making a lot of appearances lately, but I will be packing that scarf for obvious reasons. And that's why it's made an appearance here on Sabres Live to set the tone. But Bakes, 
We are blessed with you for the entire hour here on this Monday edition of Sabres Live. It's kind of like we're, we're, we're doing this multi-platform this year, right? We, we, we dove in with you on our social media channels and our draft preview show. And, you know, we, we kind of narrowed your scope on that particular episode. And we obviously want people to pay attention to those three episodes that are out there on social. But this is what everyone is focused on. And that's why you're going to take us through here by looking into your Cristobal Huey no. and giving us the Baker's dozen, which is ultimately going to be capped by Buffalo picking at number 13. I don't envy you in the least, but we are so grateful that you are going to take us through how you see this draft unfolding in the first round on Wednesday night. Do you have any surprises for us at number one? Shockingly, no. I don't don't even know if there's really a surprise in the top five, honestly. I think a lot of us that are following along know how this is going to go. Well, you know, we think we know. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, no surprise at number one, Duffer. I mean, if you want to jump right in. Yes, please do. uh, I mean, the Chicago Blackhawks getting a franchise altering player and Connor Bedard from the Regina Pats. I mean, 71 goals, 72 assists. He's a sublime player. The thing that I want to say about Bedard, and I think most of your audience knows who Connor Bedard is by now, whether it was World Juniors or just, you know, we're so close to Canada, the hype machine, you can feel the reverberations from the Canadian hype machine down here that comes over the lake with Connor Bedard. Um, I don't know if it's McDavid level, I don't think but he's it is. pretty dang close, though, in terms of he's a total package. The shot, mm-hmm. the offensive, the one-on-one skills, he goes underneath hands. He goes through the triangle with ease. I mean, he does so many good things that he can just go out there and probably score 30 as an 18-year-old this year, honestly. So I think, you know, I don't even know if we need to belabor it. But the one thing that I do want people to know about Connor Bedard is that we know how great he is with the puck and everything that he does, dangling and dazzling in the hands. He's got a little bite to his game, too. He's got an edge to him. He's not the biggest guy, but he does not get pushed off the puck. He doesn't get pushed out of a play. That's what makes me really like watching a player like that. So I think Chicago's getting a good one. I like that he's right in the middle of the country, and we can see him at a reasonable time. Yeah, and and not to spend too much time on on a guy like Badar. We know he's going to be one. We're going to spend more more time on other players uh, from 1 to 13 with the Sabres. But um, when it's all said and done, Badar is done with his career. What will have been the standout performance? (laughs) I know, but I'm just asking because, you know, we project, we say, oh, the shot is, is number one, but I think his, his explosiveness, his, his creativity is definitely up there. So what do you think will be the one quality in 20 years down the road? We're going to say Connor Bedard best attribute was X. One-on-one game. I think his hands, I mean, he's so elusive and that creates so many opportunities for him to use his, his gifts, which are his puck skills and his hands. Okay. So fast. He can beat you so many ways. He can make you look silly, make defensemen look silly, make goaltenders look silly. And I just think he's his one-on-one game is just incredible. Okay. Well, speaking of goalies, long way from Jim Bedard, longtime Wings goalie coach being drafted by the Capitals back <laughs> in the mid-70s. On to number two. What do we got? Yeah, so Anaheim's on the clock there at two. Now, if you go and you look at what they did last year, they picked up two defensemen in Minchikov and, and uh, I'm sorry, and uh, Olin Zellweger the year before. Yeah. They're pretty good there. They got a young core coming in, but I think Adam Fantilli from the University of Michigan, he's uh, the third player after Paul Correa and Jack Eichel to win the Hobie as a freshman. 
So, um, you know, he's got everything. He's got size, strength, skating. He's another guy who's got some bite to his game. I think you're looking at a total package player here. Very good puck skills, high compete. He really, I think, cemented himself as number two to the Ducks Fantilli did at the World Championship, the Men's World Championship, mm -hmm. where he played really well there for Canada. I'm sure you guys were watching. Uh, but a big kid. He's, you know, I think that Bedard and Fantilli, they might be the only two guys that jump in and play right away. So Bedard, Fantilli, one, two, and then it starts to get fun, I think. You say jump in and play right away. You don't think Fantilli will pull a Owen Power and Matthew Beniers and stay in next to him? Because why would you want to go to Anaheim, in my opinion, like, and rush it? Like, it's not a winning circumstance right away. Like, would he, is there a chance he goes back to Michigan? I think if he can go hang out in California, I think I'd probably take that opportunity if I were him. And I think, you know, we had the same conversation about Eichel too. Oh, is he going to go back? to be you. And, and it was like a no brainer that he was going to turn pro. I think the same thing here. I get the, I get a similar vibe from Fantilli. I think they're going to want to get him in because I think they know that he can play right away. The only guy that's ever said or considered not going to Anaheim is Evgeny Dadunov. So I think <laughs> Fantilli's heading there right away. Number three fakes. Yeah. So the Columbus blue jackets. Now this is where I think you start to get into the Matt Bay Mishkov zone. Okay. And I can make a case for them to take Mishkov because, you know, they Columbus took a couple of Russians last year. They took one the year before that. They have a track record there. Okay. But you can also say that, and, and by the way, I, I think it's pretty clear they're going forward. Okay. They took David Yerchek last year. They took Dent Matejchuk last year, two quality defensemen. They don't need any more right now. So I think you're zeroing in on the next best, you know, forward. Um, but I have them going Leo Carlson here because I think that Carlson – you know, he's a guy, a high IQ. He's another one, like, kind of like Fantilli, guys. He stood out at the World Championship. He played center at the World Championship. And I think that's the big thing that really gives the Blue Jackets confidence to take Carlson. Um, but, you know, he's got a, a pro pedigree, big kid, hockey IQ. Um, you know, it's funny, too, because when you look at Columbus, like they have Cole Sillinger and Kent Johnson and uh, Igor Chenikov. They're already coming up. You right. can just throw Carlson in there pretty quickly. And uh, it just kind of keep going. I don't know if they would want to wait. Like another organization might be able to wait for Mishkov. Uh, Carlson's a big Swede at 6'3". Now, it's a bit of a curveball right away at three. I, I wasn't expecting you to have Carlson that high. Columbus has done that before, right? When they went with Pierre-Luc Dubois, they've gone with uh, some unknown a little bit. Uh, is that why you 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 put Carlson there at, at with Columbus? Because of their history of, of going off the board a little bit? A little bit. Also, I think there's like he he gets there on his own merit, too, for me, okay. I think, especially after the season that he had. I mean, he did very well this year playing against men as an 18 year old. He did well at every level that he showed at when he moved to center and played at the World Championship. For me, I think they said, OK, you know what? This is a safer play. No one likes safe. Mm -hmm. I get it. No one likes safe. I can make the argument for Mishkov here, because if you have those young guys that I mentioned, Sillinger and Johnson and Chinikov already up, you can wait. But. There's another team that I think he's primed to go at, and it's actually at number four with yeah. San Jose. Well, I mean, they had the Jackets did such success with uh, Kirill Marchenko this year, and I still think yeah. he's going to be the sleeper rookie from this past year. I mean, his shooting percentage was so dynamic last year. If he's anywhere close to that moving forward, it's going to really be just a, a an incredibly promising group of forwards. Yeah, I got to give you this, Bakes, on Carlson. The one nugget I found, and this is the oddest thing I've ever seen with, you know, most of them played in Sweden, right? His his dad did play in Sweden, 
but he played one year in the Western Pro Hockey League in Waco. And, <laughs> and then I'm assuming it agitated him. He went back to Sweden and racked up 154 penalty minutes the next year. Like that is almost unheard of. He learned the North American cruisiness. That's what he learned. He God. took Waco back to Sweden. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> anyway, that was Kenneth. And we're on to number four. And now you've kind of set the table for what may happen here. Yeah. I, I don't think that teams are going to overthink this. You know, if you're looking at social media and you're looking at people that are even kind of connected to what's going on, there's this thought that maybe Matt Bay-Mishkoff is going to, drop because a lot of the questions and I get it okay because if you look at the Russian Hockey Federation though they've come out and they've said that they want to keep their young players and but they're not going to block them from leaving if they want to go okay now I think the question really isn't about the Russian factor it's about the contract he's got three years left on his contract but you can't overthink it Matt Mishkov is right up there with Connor Bedard in terms of goal scoring ability for me in the offensive zone He's done nothing but produce, especially against his peers. You know, does he have a, a, some warts in his game? Does he leave the zone a little too quickly? Does he have, you know, maybe a little sleepiness? He does, but he's also been the best player on every team that he's ever played on. And I know when you look at his KHL numbers, he produced a lot against weaker teams. That's okay. I can live with it because the skill set is undeniable with this kid. And what are Mike Greer's other choices? He's a BU grad. Okay. Do you think he's going to take some BC commits, because those might be the next best forwards on the board. No, I don't think right. he is. I think he's going to go and take the talent and not overthink it. And when you look at San Jose, they got um, Philip Bistet on the come up. They've got William Eklund. They've got Thomas Bordelow. They've got some guys, kind of like what we talked about with Columbus, they could probably wait for Mishkov. I don't know if he's got an out in his contract. So even if it's three years, so what, take the talent. That probably fits their timeline, and you just move forward with a great, great hockey player. I know as we sit and talk about the draft order, things could happen between Monday and Wednesday night. Do you think a team would maybe be looking to trade up and get Mitch Goff? Like, I'm just saying, like, if he falls to four, like, he's he was one and two with Connor Bedard a year and a half ago, and now he's, like, dropping a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think a team would be looking to say, hey, let's – Washington Capitals, for example, let's get up in the top five and get them because they like the Russians. I think so. I think he's the talent that, of course, you have to. You have to think about it. One of the reasons why I think that San Jose can afford to not overthink it here and that they stay there and take them, they have picks at 26 and 36. They can keep building with some pretty good players in a deep draft and still take the home run swing at four. But no, Marty, to your point, of course you look at it. If you're Kevin Adams, you look at it, to be honest with you, especially with your recent success in getting these guys to come over inside. Yeah. Well, Obviously, within the division, uh, all eyes will be on Montreal here as they make the pick at five as we continue along with uh, Baker's Dozen here on our Monday episode of Sabres Live. Bakes, the Habs have been building. I Like last year, Marty, I kept saying it. I thought they would be better than they were. I think that's going to They started well. They I started well, Duffer. You were good. What talent <laughs> are they adding, Bakes? Yeah, they're tempted, I think, to look for a defenseman here. I mean, their best defensive prospect is Lane Hudson, who had a great year this year. He's not the biggest guy, yeah. okay? I think they're tempted to look for a defenseman. But, you know, if you also look at some of their forwards, they could use a little bit more offensive spice. You know, they took Philip Mesher last year. Uh, they took Owen Beck, who's more of a hard-driving two-way guy. That's what he projects. Sean Farrell's good, another smaller guy. I think Will Smith from the National Team Development Program is the pick here for Montreal. I think that, you know, if you just look at an MVP of the under 18s, 
He's an offensive wizard. The puck just follows him around the ice, thinks the game fast. You put him in there with a Suzuki and a Cole Caulfield, who they just re-upped. I think all of a sudden Montreal's looking pretty good. And yeah. Will Smith, he's not the biggest guy, but he's bigger than some of the other guys that I mentioned. You know, he's six foot. I think he goes about 180, 185 pounds. Might still grow a little bit. He's a young guy. So I think that that's the pick. Kind of like what we talk about with Mitch Cuff. Don't overthink it. Take the talent. If you're Montreal, don't try to jam a defenseman in there just because you could use one. Go and shop later on and get and build up that core. At number six, Bakes, it would be the Arizona Coyotes. They have 12 draft picks in this draft. They have 12 picks in this draft, and they don't have a seventh rounder. They literally like have this front-loaded, right? They, they have off. two firsts, a second, four third. Um, what's their strategy at six, and what do you think their strategy would be for the whole draft? Yeah, I think they're going to go one and one here with their first two picks at six and 12. So if you're Arizona at six, why not take the top rated defenseman in right. David Reinbacher? And I think that six is a pretty good spot. It's probably realistically from a talent level where you start to think about Reinbacher. You know, look, Arizona is interesting because they have some pretty good young forward talent. Logan Cooley last year. They have Connor Geeky, who they followed up after picking Cooley. Dylan Gunther, he's going to be in the NHL next year. Yeah. They can go back and, you know, maybe they can get another forward at 12, take the best defenseman here. And another kind of cool little thing is that they've had success the Coyotes have out of the Swiss League with J.J. Moser. Mm -hmm. Maybe that makes the transition with Reinbacher easier. Maybe it helps. And by the way, Reinbacher, he doesn't stand out and blow you away. He just does everything really well. He's smooth. He, you know, he played, what, I think about 18 minutes against men this year in the Swiss League. He was a workhorse at the World Juniors. He held up well in a tournament where they were overmatching basically every game. Once this kid starts to use his shot more, it's going to bring out more of his offensive nature in his game. But very steady Eddie in the defensive zone. And I think he's a good bet here to go to Arizona at six. For, he's Austrian, right, David yes. Reinbacher? Yeah. Best Austrian ever to play in the NHL was here in Buffalo, right? Yes. Thomas Vanek. So. Yes, like Schwarzenegger said, Reinbacher. So uh, back in his <laughs> homeland. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how the bragging rights emerge here in the coming years as far as best Austrian. Sabres are at 13. Bakes get us there by carrying along here with Philly at seven. Yeah, so Philly, they need a little bit of everything. And I think lucky for them, there's a player waiting for them at seven that does everything. And it, and it kills me because this player is a Philly flyer, that prototypical Philadelphia flyer, and it's Ryan Leonard. He could play center. He could play wing. But he is a power forward. He's tough. He's physical. He's going to do a tour of duty at Boston College. Um, you know, he's going to go right there with, uh, you know, a really good follow-up after they got Cutter Goche, if you think about it. So if you can get Ryan yeah. Leonard at seven, but I love his NHL profile. He's an effort player. He leans on guys. He goes up and down the ice with authority. To me, that's a Philadelphia flyer. And I think that it's a no-brainer as Daniel Briere starts to rebuild and reshape that franchise in the spirit of what the Philadelphia Flyers history is. I think Ryan Leonard fits that historical perspective of this organization pretty well. And, and if the Flyers do what the Flyers do best is pick a guy that fits their organization at seven, does Washington do what they do best is go European at number eight? Because you've seemed to, I've always found a pot of gold in Europe for Washington. Yeah, absolutely. I've been going with Dalibor Dvorsky here at eight, Washington, because, you know, you look again, Mirosnyshenko, Connor McMichael, Hendrix LaPierre, Lexi Protus, they could use a defenseman, but I think they're going to keep going there 
with Dalibor Dvorsky. Played pro this year in Sweden's second division. Played with Albert Likishin, the Sabres prospect. Dvorsky's a guy who does everything really well. His pro numbers aren't going to blow anybody away. But, man, when he played under 18s and under 20s, he drove the bus for Slovakia over 20 minutes a night eight goals at the under-18s. I think it's a pretty simple pick for Washington to make, especially if they were thinking that somehow Mishkov is going to follow them at eight. Not happening. Not, not related to Paul, I'm assuming, right? No. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would take a it while, Marty, but I... It the same it, way, but yes, okay. <laughs> you got there. Okay, how about the Red Wings? Yeah, I struggled here. This is where I think those dominoes, Marty, that we talked oh, about, yeah. I think this is kind of where it gets interesting. There's a player that I really like that I think fits, but I'm I'm not going to put him there. Um, they got decent balance in Detroit. You know, they have Simon Edmondson. They have uh, Marco Casper they picked last year. But I think they could still use another big body in, on the offensive ranks, and that's Matthew Wood to me from UConn. Um, this is, you know, all he does is you can't argue Matthew Wood's offensive resume, whether it was leading the BCHL in goals as a 16-year-old two years ago, going to the NCAA last year and leading UConn in scoring. So he has some development, development still to do, but the size – the goal scoring, the fact that he can really drive their power play, I think he's going to look pretty good there in a Red Wing sweater, and I have him going there at nine. Now, I was going to skip over number 10 because I think the Blues may be a team that will trade at number 10. So I was going to say team unknown, but right now, uh, you know, 10 would be the Blues. What would they do? Yeah, so 10, they need a defenseman St. Louis, but I think they're going to, you know, if they keep that pick. They do? There is a player. <laughs> they, they, they need a defenseman. Hey, they have some really right. good prospects. They, they okay. need a well, young defenseman. Will they sign that defenseman to 10 years and 175 yeah. million? And, and of course, a no trade clause. Yes, of course. That's what has plagued them. <laughs> but you know why they're they are not to be challenged or criticized. Why? Because they won a cup. And yes. when that happens, you're allowed years in the ones that follow for folks that are familiar with prospects so okay they might know the names jake neighbors jimmy yes. snuggerud zachary bolduc okay who just won the memorial cup with quebec they're, they they're solid there up front it, it you i could easily see them taking a defenseman but i think they're going to take a forward because there's a forward there he's like a dylan cousins clone out of the western league that's nate danielson from the brandon wheat kings okay. he's a two-way workhorse 6'2", 185, two-way, reliable work ethic, can score goals, does it all. He reminds me of Cousins. His offensive statistics were dang near right on the money with what Cousins did in Lethbridge in his draft year. They're very similar, similar draft position. He smells like a St. Louis Blues centerman. <laughs> and it just makes too much sense. Kind of like Ryan Letter makes sense for Philly. Nate yeah. Danielson makes a heck of a lot of sense to me for St. Louis at 10. And by the way, that Marty, that's one of those guys that I think is is maybe higher than some people think. That's okay. kind of one of those dominoes that might push a talent down to Buffalo at 13. One of those gasping woo on the set as this happens. Uh, you make me want to speak French because you said Zachary Bolduc of the Quebec Ramparts, and it was the Quebec holiday on June 24th over the weekend. So I'm going to go with this. Les Canucks de Vancouver à 11. Go ahead, base. <laughs> no, so we'll just follow that with number 11. That's where the Vancouver Canucks are. <laughs> Hey, if you're going to say number 11 and you think of the historical connection between oh. Vancouver and Buffalo, uh, yeah. And Gilbert Perot and Maybe 11. say more and... and the spin of the wheel and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I wasn't going to speak French. So I was just going to go right to 11. Um, <laughs> now, at 11, I have the Canucks dipping back in 
to their Swedish drafting roots. Patrick Alvin took two Swedes with the first two picks last year. I have him going back there, going to the defenseman this time. And I have them taking Tom Willander from Rogla, a very smooth skating defenseman. Trust me, I think that one's going to hurt. The yeah, Sabres it hurts me when you say it. I was like, oh, I'm excited about this kid. Well, here's the thing. They need a skating defenseman, okay? Because yeah. if you look, like they have Aku Rati up front. They have Jonathan Lekaramaki up front. They got Danila Klinovich from uh, Latvia. They have a really good physical Swedish defenseman and Elias Pettersson, not the one we're thinking about. But right. but I think yeah. that they could really afford to get Willander in there, a, a guy they can lean on for 20-plus 20, 20 minutes down the road as a right shot. He's going you know, to move pretty quickly through the system and be up in Vancouver fairly quickly. Yeah. <sighs> Probably Arizona at 12, right? <laughs> yeah, Arizona at 12. We're going to keep them there. The player that, you know, I can't believe I have him this low in the mock draft, Matthew Savoy's line mate in yeah. Winnipeg this year, Zach Benson. Probably one of my favorite players in the top half of the draft. Mm -hmm. Competitiveness, hockey IQ, high skill. He's not the biggest guy, and he's not the, the fastest track star. He doesn't have that breakaway speed. But, man, you put him out there in any situation, he likes creating interior offense. So after getting Reinbacher, the Coyotes would be thrilled to get Benson at 12, in my opinion. You know what? I wish and I hope that maybe Benson is at 13 because Savoy's boys last year in Montreal were all the rage on the concourse after Matt Savoy got drafted by the Sabres. I wonder if there's the Benson's boys that would be down in Nashville and we could find them and celebrate with them in the same way, Duffer, that the Savoy boys were happening last year. Bakes knew everybody that was in that group. I know they were all boys. prospects. Zach Stopchuk was there. He got <laughs> traded to Winnipeg and played with them this year. Yeah. That was absolutely a highlight of being on the concourse in Montreal. And we will be on site in Nashville this week with two hour shows Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And of course, along with our Sabres prospect guru, Chris Baker. We will have live analysis in the first round from Nashville when the Sabres make their first pick. Of course, we're going through the Baker's Dozen. We are one pick away now from the Sabres, and you will find out who Chris has targeted for Buffalo after this on Sabres Live. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We're back with more of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome back, and thank you for being with us here on Sabres Live on this Monday episode on WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. Draft is getting close. It happens Wednesday night, round one in Nashville, followed by rounds two through seven on Thursday. Chris Baker from Sabres Prospects is with us right now, and he'll be with us on draft night, and he has carried the mail all the way through his first 12 picks of his Baker's Dozen. And just so fittingly this year, Buffalo picks at 13. So it is a true Baker's dozen, Chris, as you look at what you think Buffalo will do at this position. I'm glad you said that, what I think, because I'm at a crossroads here. And by the way, I know this sounds like we're having a lot of fun and I'm having a lot of fun with this. I've been sick to my stomach. Thinking about what the Sabres are going to do at 13. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. absolutely sick to my stomach. It's not no man's land. They're going to get a good player. Yeah. There's a player that I love, but I don't have the Sabres taking them. There's a player that I really like that I haven't taken. And I can see why, but here's the thing. Let's, let's just tee it up properly. Okay. Who do you love? Okay. Who do you love? I don't know. Love... It's, it's who do no. they love? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'll tell you who I love in a minute. Okay. But let, let's go through the process here. Okay. Because when you get to 13, there's about five or six guys that you can make a legitimate business case for here, okay? I think that from the United States National Team Development Program, the guy who rode shotgun with Leonard and Smith, Gabriel Perot, who is crazy hockey IQ. He just needs to get quicker and stronger. We're going to put him aside for now. Oliver Moore, the speed, probably the fastest skater that, by the way, if I look at what the Sabres really want, who is a Buffalo Sabre? Hockey IQ compete level, and obviously skating, right? Oliver Moore checks all those boxes because you can push him down the lineup as a third liner if you have to. How the, how the heck is Oliver Moore still but, available? Hang on, <laughs> hang on. So you're not, before, they're not taking Oliver Moore? Is that what not you're saying? Not taking Oliver Moore. Oh, my what? gosh. Stop stalling, would you? <laughs> I think Cole Tomorrow, hey, I feel as a, like, as I a feel leader like goal score be very appealing. I think Braden Yeager be very appealing. Bakes, I feel like we got to throw to a commercial, like a TV show, and make the suspense even longer. That's like what American Idol would do at this moment. It's a, and the result after the break. Yes. Oh my so gosh. now, I'm, uh, but here's the thing. The Sabres, they don't need to force a defenseman here. But you, because I just named some forwards. I just named four forwards. I think you have an opportunity to get a defenseman here. It's what type of defenseman do you get? You get a big 6'4", 200-pound lefty that can skate and defend probably just as good as any defenseman in this draft, or do you get a potential game-breaker who's a right shot, who kind of fits the pedigree of where they've gone in the past? I'm at odds. I want the big one, but I think the Buffalo Sabres are going to be proud to select with the 13th pick of the 2023 NHL draft from Sheleftia of the Swedish Hockey League, Axel Sandin Pelika. Okay. I love it. I actually love it. I think that would be incredibly incredibly exciting. I mean, I'm still kind of, 
I'm still kind of bummed. He was featured in about, one of our uh, uh, draft episode, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. I was. I'm kind of bummed about Tom Melander still, but I'm <laughs> I'm okay with this Swedish selection. So I want to talk through it though, if we can, yes, Duffer, right? Yes, because yes. so it's not about jamming a righty in there. Mm-hmm. It's about the skill is too much to pass up. Okay. You can make the argument. I like the, what I like about Dmitry Simashev, who's the big 6'4", 200-pound lefty that I am in love with, okay? I think 13, you're probably shooting a little too high, okay? I think you maybe 18, 20, 17, 18, 20, okay? Does it matter? Yeah, it does. It does, because you can trade back and maybe take a chance. Maybe him being Russian, maybe with what's going on over there the past week or two, we don't know what the climate's going to look like, okay? Maybe he slides a little bit because of that. I don't know. Sandy and Pelica, I think, came to the combine bigger than people thought. Okay. I have clips of him on the other computer back here that I look at regularly to remind me that he does that he does have compete. We know he's got the IQ. I'm not saying Kale McCarr, but what if he comes to be 85% of that? I don't want to miss that if I'm the Sabres, and I think that's why you're looking at it. And by the way, we talked about some pretty good defensive defensemen. In episode two, Sabres fans, if you haven't gone to the YouTube channel, go watch the draft episodes, all three, but definitely watch the second one because I talk about guys like Maxim Sturbach and Oliver Bonk who can defend and you can, you can get defensive defensemen later. You don't have to do it all. It's a seven-round draft. Mm-hmm. The talent's too much to pass up. Now, here's the one thing that I don't like, and with, this is why I'm, I'm stuck on the Sinishev thing, okay? Look at Vegas defensive core. Now, one of them's under six feet. So can Sandy and Pelica grow another inch to shut me up? <laughs> Maybe. He's got time. Not that much time. But 5'11", 180, right shot. Puck transporter. He's a yeah. zone defender. Okay, but he does compete. I'll, I'll uh, retweet a clip. He backtracks, rubs guys out. He does get physical. He does compete. He uses his body. We just think of him because of the offensive prowess that he's shown at every level. At the under-18s, shredded it there. Mm-hmm. Shredded the junior 20 ranks in Sweden this year, played in the SHL, earned his way up to play. I have him at 22 games in the Swedish Hockey League this year, averaged sub nine minutes a night, but he played. I think the Sabres, they've taken seven Swedes in, in the Kevin Adams era. I think this could be their eighth. Um, how many? Okay, two questions. Big ice versus NHL ice, like they play on hybrid a lot in Europe now. Um, is that a big concern or could you see the skills that will show on the, the small ice? Because you don't have as much time and you need to be even quicker sometimes on the smaller ice than you do on the big ice. Fifth bullet on the scouting list that I have here that I put together for Sandy and Pelica says, we'll need to adjust to less space and more pressure of smaller rinks, especially on puck retrievals. Okay. I think 100% right on the money. But could you say the same thing about any of the other Swedish defensemen in here? Probably. Probably. Are there other names that you haven't mentioned yet? (laughs) Because you've mentioned quite a few. um, That not only are obviously still available based on your baker's dozen, but that you think and or know, which is one of the same, because we know you know, um, that the Sabres do have high interest in? I think they like Oliver Moore. Yeah. I think they like Oliver Moore. I could easily see him being the pick here if they do not elect to go with with a defenseman. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Um, because what I like about Moore is that it's the versatility. The Sabres have so much talent, right? You have Tage and Tuck up top. You have Cousins, Quinn, Paterka. You have Savoy, Oslin, Kulik. You have all these guys. Isak Verzane. You have guys that are going to fill skill roles. Moore could play up with those guys, but he could easily be a third-line guy that can kill penalties and fill that role. Those are the types of guys that I'm looking for as the draft goes on. You always want talent. You want the skating. I want that compete. I want the hockey IQ. See a lot of that with Oliver Moore. And by the way, I think Oliver Moore can score more than he has. Mm -hmm. um, I think he's right there for the taking. And I just elected. I just have this feeling that I think they they like what they see in Sandy and Pelican. It's a game breaker. Yeah. So Marty, how do you? A lot of Marty, time, how, though, hang on, oh, Marty. How do you feel about Sandy and Pelica? Like you, you're like Bakes, like all of our audience that has the time to invest in this yeah you're constantly looking at the sabers rochester the sabers roster the amherst roster and the prospect pool so like what does that do to your view of all of it if they were to take this very talented right shot defenseman in sandine pelica look if they were to go the sending pelica route i would say it's a, a smart approach. It's mm -hmm. a uh, continue to build a part of, of an organization that can always benefit from having high-end defensemen that could play 23, 24, 25 minutes a game, that can skate, that can, you know, be interchangeable, right? Is a right D, but I, the guy plays all over the ice, right? So to me, um, that would be a smart thing to do. But it also depends on who is available. Right. Like, yeah. and that's why, like, Bakes, you brought up Oliver Moore. And I'm thinking, wait a second, in the 12 picks before the break, we didn't say Oliver Moore once. Now I'm 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 surprised. And now I'm like at 13, that would be the guy for sure. He's yeah, he's by far the fastest of the draft. And and yeah. to the point where I remember I remember going down to Erie, Pennsylvania with the Erie Otters and watching Connor McDavid in practice, thinking, I've never seen anybody skate that fast in a one-on-one -on -one drill in practice. And we could see now like McDavid, and Nathan McKinnon, they're on another level, but Oliver Moore has been talked about in the same sense, like the fastest skater mm -hmm. that you will find probably McDavid level. I would say that would be a no brainer. So now my question to you Bakes is that if the Sabres were to go sending Pelica at number 13, we always think of who's the guy that gets drafted the next pick. Would yeah. that be more going 14? Because that's always who the Sabres would be measured up is, oh, they uh, passed up on why, the guy that's being picked after. Why did yeah. you have to go there? Because Pittsburgh picks after. And nobody wants to see Pittsburgh take Oliver well, Moore. It, it, you know what I mean? Oh. That's, that's I think they'll why, take, I think they'll take Braden Yeager. I think Pittsburgh would take Braden Yeager personally. But but oh, no. Okay. But, but Marty, now you know why I've been sick to my stomach about this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding. It's a very <laughs> stressful exercise when you think about it. Yes. And if they go Sandine Pelica, you got to go back and you got to get one of those sturdy defensive defensemen in the second round. That, 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 for me, keep building that depth. Which you know? they can, right? I mean, you have multiple early picks there on day two, and that would seem like a logical approach. But if I'm, you know, I'm fascinated that I, I just think it's such a good year for the program again. And when you mentioned Perot, you know, when you teased yeah. us, with Perot, like I, I'm, I'm really, really interested now to see how the the program dominoes fall. Not unlike, you know, 
the the huge year a few years back when when Boldy ends up you know falling all the way to Minnesota and I know how much you love Matt Boldy right and like so do you see this as a year where the program has those guys you know in Caulfield of course like when even later and we were all thinking oh well you know remember Craig Button was on our preview show and he was like Cole's a top five pick in my opinion right and 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 Cole Caulfield has now done nothing to disprove that in fact, I think, as I said earlier, like Montreal, I thought they would be better last year. They would have been better if Cole Caulfield didn't have a season derailed and needed surgery. So how do you look at uh, just how good the program prospects are this year? Yeah, I had, so in full disclosure, the first iteration of this, I had Perot nine. Wow. Okay. At Detroit. Mm-hmm. I moved him out of there. And that's, I, I was struggling with where to put Benson where to put Perot, and I'm like, okay, a great player is going to fall. To your point, though, about the uh, the program, Oliver Moore is this year's Matt Boldy. Boldy was a guy that you just knew was going to be solid, rock solid if you're paying attention to his game. Mm-hmm. Oliver Moore is this year's Matt Boldy, in my opinion. So it's it's a really hard pill to swallow not taking him if you're a Sabres fan, if they, if they go with someone else. No. And I love – yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead, please finish your thought. I no, just... no, I was just going to say, I think, but overall, I mean, the program, I and mean, it doesn't end there. Yeah. It doesn't end there because when you get to day two, they keep coming in waves, man. And the goalies, I think, have a chance to be pretty good, both of them, Augustine yeah. and Busser. Okay. So yeah, Augustine's I mean, a young, young, um, 04, obviously. I know, 05, right? Is he 04? Maybe he's a late 04. Anyway, he's a yeah. really good goaltender. But just because you mentioned Gabriel Perot, uh, and we have to bring up Kevin Weeks. And one of the early Weeksism that I have ever heard that was the best is because Gabriel Perot's father was Yannick Perot, played in the league, uh, yeah. Toronto from, you know, other places. But Face-offs, man. Good uh, face-off, man. The guy had, uh, like, he bought 75 pairs of of skates when the, 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 the company was shutting down so that he could have them for the rest of his career. He kept them in his garage so that he could have skates for the rest of his career. But Kevin Weeks used to always say when somebody would panic with the puck or do a panic, like panic at the disco type play, he would say, there's a panic parole move right there. And it always stuck with me. So in a way, I want the Sabres to be able to get Gabriel Perot at some point because I want to use panic parole in any moment that he'd be on the ice. And, and that would be, or he made somebody go panic parole That's on the ice. Ex- like that would exactly. be a great way. Exactly. Yeah, and I know we're up against it, but my my nephew was in those Chicago skates with the Perot brothers because there's two of them, and yes. you know they're mission kids, and they can rip the puck too. No one talks about Gabriel yeah. Perot's shot; he can really wire it. I mean, yeah. I, my my nephew was a practice dummy. They're getting smoked by those kids. I want to say the skates were Dau. Remember the Dau oh, skates? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what Yannick Perot wore, yeah. and he, they closed down the factory, and he bought like literally like a hundred pairs so that he would yeah. have them. Well, when you started down that path, I'm like, I'm assuming you're going to talk about the sticks that he bought up because he used them to perfection on winning the draws. I can't imagine the skates played the biggest role, but was there anything that you recall about Yannick that allowed him to win those draws? I think it's the same thing as what Bakes has talked with Gabriel is his hockey IQ, his hockey sense. The guy was so smart. Yannick Perot used to study tape and he would come in three, four different ways. Michael Pekka asks at the draw when he thinks about what the other person wants to do. How do I counter that? How do I adjust? Like Yannick Perot was like that. Yeah. Peck's story last year on uh, how he used to battle Matt Sundin was, was fabulous. And 
you know, that's the beauty of all of these prospects seemingly, or especially the high end ones that we're talking about now. They are so in tune and so committed to all the little details that allow them to just continue to rank so highly. And uh, Bakes, that was uh, that was quite a process to get to the Sabres at number 13. We'll have some closing thoughts on what may still yet happen, of course, on Wednesday night in Nashville as we continue our uh, draft preview show, if you will, of Sabres Live to kick off this week right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome back. Just a few minutes left in the show and a few minutes closer, obviously, to the draft actually playing out on Wednesday night in Nashville. Marty, did you go higher or lower than projected in 1995? I think I went lower. I was one of the top prospects. I actually went to the finals with the top eight prospects, but goalies, you can always slip. But John Sebastian Jaguar went ahead of me and I was extremely mad about it. I'm still bitter about it. I was the second pick of the Sabres and the second pick of the goaltenders. I was second. I was the best second. Well, I think there are still names on Chris Baker's list and or mind that he has not mentioned yet. That could be one of the same. Bakes, who is maybe a wild card name or two here to consider for anyone and everyone? When that Yeah, draft- I have like... Oh, yeah. sorry. I have like eight. Okay. But I'll, I'll, name, I'll just <laughs> rattle off a few real quick. If there's one guy that we haven't talked about that maybe could bust into like that top, like 12. Yeah. I think Samuel Hanzik from the Vancouver giants who was injured this year, big body works the cycle knows what to do when he gets the puck. I could see a team really liking him. Mm-hmm. I think he could like be one of those guys that disrupts the entire first round. If someone really likes him enough to take him in that 10, 11, 12 range, same thing with Edward Shala who played alongside Yuri Kulik at the World Juniors, I think, really skilled player. Somehow has run out of steam in a lot of, you know, the online expert uh, sphere of draft watchers. But I think that he's a guy that if people are thinking about him in the 20s, he could probably be right around shortly after where Buffalo picks or where Buffalo picks for all we know. Um, If you go later down the list, Hamburg native Quentin Musty, to me, is a little bit of a wild card. Okay, He really got a season cooking as the season progressed in, in Sudbury. Uh, slower start got over it but he's still a uh, uh, pass first distributor his statistics show that but he's got more to give in his game in terms of being a more balanced offensive force so you think maybe once the 20s start but you know we'll see I think the 20s mid 20s where you start thinking a player like Musty and after that uh, it, it's anybody's game because that 25 to like 50 cluster is a, just a, a mishmash of names and I, I don't even want to think about that I had enough problems going one to 13. Um, other than that, one more name from the Oshawa Generals, Callum Ritchie. Yeah. Former high pick in the Ontario Hockey League draft. Had a torn labrum this year, really held him back. I'm not sure if scouts understand if he was uh, held back because of the injury or if he just had a bad season, but he did really well at the under 18s. To me, he's the definition of wild card in this draft. He can go anywhere 15, he can go late first round. So we'll see. Marty, I know you love goalies real quick. 
Yeah. Let's say 30, uh, 39, 40, I think is when you see the first one go. Okay, so late second round, mid, late second round. No. Quickly, early, in 10 minutes or less. Uh, yeah, sorry, my math is wrong. Quickly, 10 seconds or less. Uh, you like a two-day draft or do you want all seven rounds in one day for the future? Let's get it done so I can go golfing. Okay, good. I like that. Too. How does your stomach feel now? Any better than previously or are you still no, worried about I'm going to be nervous until they make that pick on Wednesday night, which I will see you there. Yeah, can't wait for your coverage again, oh, yeah. Bakes. Folks, we'll see you soon and live from Nashville on Tuesday. Two-hour coverage here on Sabres Live beginning at noon. We'll see you then. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.